Hello and welcome to the Proximo Weekly Podcast. I'm Evie Burnett, Head of Content at Proximo. In this podcast, we'll talk through some of the leading stories from the world of project finance this week, researched by our team of in-house reporters. On the 10th of March, Silicon Valley Bank was shut down by US regulators in what was the largest failure of a US bank since 2008. Given the bank has been active in specialised lending for technology firms, SVB has provided significant levels of financing for renewable and power project finance in North America. According to Proximo's intelligence data, a closed deal database powered by Tag My Deals, SVB provided debt on 15 project finance deals with a total volume of $1.247 billion in 2022. Since 2019, SVB has extended finance across 43 deals, 41 project finance and two corporate finance deals, with a total deal volume of $2.607 billion. All those transactions took place in North America, with renewable schemes accounting for the lion's share of SVB's deal flow. The South African government has released details of debt relief to be offered to state-owned national utility ESCOM over the next three years. The government is intervening to assist with the management of ESCOM's 423 billion rand of debt. The government has elected to cover 254 billion rand of ESCOM's debt, which includes 168 billion rand in capital and 86 billion rand in interest. The relief provided to ESCOM comprises 78 billion rand in 2023 to 24, 66 billion rand in 2024 to 25, and 40 billion rand in 2025 to 26, constituting ESCOM's full debt settlement requirement over the next three years. The government will also take over 70 billion rand of ESCOM's portfolio of loans. The government of Sao Paulo has awarded Via Apia FIP Infrastructura, owned by Corretora Cita, the 31-year Rodoanel Norte road concession. The northern section of the Rodoanel is 44 kilometres long and passes through the municipalities of Sao Paulo, Aruja and Guarulos. The project has an expected investment value of $640 million. Via Apia gave a 100% discount on the consideration and also the 23% discount on the state contributions. Via Apia beat rival bids by SP Flow Mercantil do Brasil, SP Infrastructure Consortium and Acciona Concesiones Sociedad Limitada. The Welsh Government has granted consent for the country's first floating wind farm located 40 kilometres off the coast of Pembrokeshire. The seven-turbine project Erebus is being developed by Blue Gem Wind, the joint venture between Total Energies and Simply Blue Group. The 100-megawatt project is currently on target to begin operating in 2026 in the Celtic Sea. In determining the marine licence and the planning consents, the Welsh Government and its partners in National Resources Wales have enabled the project to move forward to apply for subsidy support from the UK Government. Data centre company Airtrunk has raised $430 million sustainability-linked loan to finance a major expansion of Airtrunk TOK1 in Japan. As demand for hyperscale digital infrastructure in Japan increases, Airtrunk is expanding its flagship Japan data centre TOK1 located in Inzai, Chiba Prefecture near Tokyo. The expansion includes the development of a 55-megawatt building as part of the broader 300-megawatt campus to service a large new technology customer. Vauban Infrastructure Partners has closed a $295 million senior debt refinancing transaction for Boreal Holding AS. Vauban acquired Boreal in 2022. The refinancing was achieved through a combination of several facilities to refinance the senior debt, sustain its development and to support its usual business activities. 
Navasun has secured up to $235 million in debt financing through two separate facilities to scale its business and execute its project pipeline of solar projects. The first facility is a $105 million five-year revolving construction credit facility, including a letter of credit facility. The financing also incorporates an up to $50 million accordion feature. MUFG acted as administrative agent, issuing bank and coordinating leader ranger for the financing. Export Development Canada acted as mandated leader ranger. The second facility is a five-year up to $130 million deal that includes a letter of credit facility and a delayed draw term loan. It includes a $75 million accordion feature. MUFG led the financing of this round and operated as administrative agent, issuing bank and coordinating leader ranger. Wells Fargo and EDC acted as mandated leader rangers. Wilmington Trust acted as collateral agent and depository for both facilities. The African Export Import Bank is in advanced discussions with Senegal's sole oil refiner to help raise $500 million in syndicated finance to further upgrade its old refinery, a senior bank official said. Société Africaine de Raffinage is West Africa's oldest refinery and recently underwent an upgrade to boost production to 1.5 million tonnes a year from 1.2 million tonnes a year. The new upgrade would bring production between 4 million and 5 million tonnes a year with a focus on cleaner fuels. The call for proposals for the second round of street lighting PPP projects across Brazil are expected imminently, with the IFC and Brazilian state-owned bank Caixa Econômica Federal providing advisory to the schemes. Chancellor of the Exchequer Jeremy Hunt will announce £20 billion for domestic carbon capture projects over the next 20 years in his budget. Investment in climate solutions such as carbon capture and storage is becoming a competitive and controversial issue, with the UK fearing it will lose out to the US due to President Joe Biden's massive package of green subsidies. Biden's Inflation Reduction Act offers subsidies and tax credits to the tune of $370 billion for a range of green technologies, enticing European firms to invest on the other side of the Atlantic. We're gearing up for Proximo Financing America's Infrastructure 2023, taking place on May 23rd to 24th in Nashville. We're bringing together developers, government agencies, DOTs, institutional investors, banks, law firms and financial sponsors in the US infrastructure markets to explore the implications of how policy changes will affect new build infrastructure and what market movers are looking to finance in the secondary markets. We'll dive into what makes assets bankable, bond market ready or investable, all with a keen eye to projects that are at or near market. If you're looking to join us in Nashville, or if you'd like more information on any of the stories from today's podcast, drop us a message on team at proximoinfra.com. That's it for this episode. Have a great week. Music